0: Welcome to my channel, I'm Masood Raja. And today I briefly want to offer a reflective conversation about life in academia. Now, those of you who are familiar with my work know that I'm an associate professor of post-colonial studies. And that this life as an academic is not my first career. You know, my first career was in Pakistan Army, which I left in 1996, came to America and then after my education became a professor. And so while this is a reflective piece about my life in academia in the United States, uh, it's kind of hard to untangle both of my professional careers and lives because after all I'm an outcome of both. But uh, To think about my life as an academic, the first thing that I really want to highlight and emphasize is that my absolute reason for being in academia and the thing that keeps me going and the thing that keeps me inspired is my students. Because they're the ones who inspire me. They're the ones who uh, encourage me to continue doing what I do through their recognition, through their acknowledgement. And I think that that's the most important reason for me to be an academic. And this is not something that I picked up in America. In my military career, when I had a choice, To become a staff officer or an instructor, I actually chose to be an an instructor and loved teaching at School of Infantry and Tactics where I had two tenures. So teaching, in a way, I've always considered it to be my vocation and was my vocation even when I was in Pakistan. Army. So therefore, when I came to America and started getting my education, it was a no-brainer for me that I will eventually one day, you know, try to become a university professor, which I am now. Now, if you look at the academic life as an academic, and this is coming from inside, right, from within the system itself, uh, the picture is not necessarily all that rosy, okay, and I'm a humanist, so I've mostly worked in humanities departments, now, the Chronicle Higher Education has some wonderful essays on this topic and I'll post a link in the description and you should read it about some um, structural problems with U.S. universities. Personally, um, I have found academia to be a deeply isolating place. And it's not that people are bad or terrible to each other, no. It's because that, especially in humanities, we are trained to guard our time and work alone and guard our work, do our research. If you're at a research university and that creates a kind of culture where people don't tend to waste a lot of time, right? And then there is also natural gradation in the profession. So if you look at any big university, at any department, you will see that there is a hierarchy, right? And that hierarchy is the tenured or tenure-track professors, the lecturers, and then the adjuncts and the graduate teaching assistants. Now, you would assume that in a democratic country like United States, states those hierarchies are not so harshly maintained but a lot of people internalize the logic of those hierarchies and as tenured professors probably think they are better than the lecturers and and those who are adjuncts and those hierarchies play a huge role in how people live in academia and work in it. Most of the times people who don't have protected jobs have to be careful of what they say, have to be deeply careful of how they behave because their work is deeply precarious, right, and they can get in trouble. That's a fact of life. Anyone who tries to tell you otherwise, uh, you know, is not actually telling the truth. Pretty much happens in all universities. Then within the departments, naturally, the way, let's say, the English discipline is organized, it already divides us. There are your Americanists, there are your British lit people, and then on the margins are people like me, you know, who do post colonial studies, people who do African American studies, ethnic lit. Uh, because we don't fit in the larger paradigm of the universities, and then on to one side are the people who do rhetorical and composition studies. So the discipline itself also further divides us into these different branches of literary studies. And then those sometimes, if not carefully uh, practiced, they become factions, right? And then there is also uh, a lot of favoritism in academia. Uh, chances are, if you're vocal, if you ask a lot of questions of procedure, of equity and justice, if you are in a really enlightened department, maybe people would hear you out and try to address the wrongs. But in most cases, uh, you will suffer the silent treatment. Okay, People would actually isolate you, gaslight you or uh, try to convince you that there is nothing wrong with the system in which you are working, that you yourself are being oversensitive. All of these things happen in academia, which is kind of tragic because we are the ones who try to convince the world that we matter and we can change the world. But these are some harsh truths and harsh realities of an academic life. Now, one of the things that I absolutely don't understand is this idea that somehow we, the tenured professors or tenure-track professors, are better than the lecturers and more important, because if you look at the university funding model, let's say, I am in state of Texas, our funding, the formula funding that we get from the state is connected to retention of students. And if you look at who teaches the earlier classes, knowing that the highest rate of attrition in undergraduate studies is the first two years. Most of the first two year classes are taught by graduate students by adjuncts or by lecturers. These are the people who have the most contact with the students and whose work is crucial to our retention. So, You know, if we lived in a fair world, then these are the people who would be valorized, who will be paid well, who will be highly recognized and respected. But by and large, these are the very people whose jobs are precarious, who are told indirectly in so many different ways that when the departments need to prioritize resources, the resources will go to people like me, who are research-heavy and who have the least impact on retention of students the very thing that gets the funding to the university. These are the systems in pretty much all states, and they have been normalized, right, to a point that no one even questions them. Why am I talking about this, of course, because I assume so many of you you know, are thinking of a career in academia. And I think it's, it's a brilliant and the most satisfying thing to be able to teach, to be able to write about issues that matter. But what I also want you to know is that do not romanticize an academic life. When you come into it, it is made of humans, right? So you will encounter some really decent human beings, absolutely, but you will also meet some really seriously petty people, okay, and be careful about that. Also, look around wherever you are, in whatever you depart- department you are in, see how things work, right? Choose your fights carefully, because no matter how you put across your point of view if you're coming from a minority perspective if you're coming from a perspective that is not mainstream certain people will get offended certain powerful people in your department in your college and the thing about academia is they may not confront you and say hey i'm going to get you but they will get you they will try to get you okay through different other means you know, through a committee, when it comes time to, uh, you know, for your promotion or anything else, how do you cope with this? Because every place has its politics. The disheartening thing is that this is the politics of, a very, of the very places that claim to give us, you know, ideas about a better future. Is I won't say you know stay quiet. I would say state your mind. Raise issues that need to be raised. Work in solidarity with other people who might be in the same situation, right? Don't worry about not sharing things that you are going through with others. No, reach out to people in other departments, across colleges, across the university, so that you have a group who can share their experiences in solidarity with each other. Now I experienced this myself, for for the longest time I was walking around thinking maybe I'm doing something wrong, maybe I'm being too assertive, maybe I'm being too confrontational and so I was, you know, as all of us do when something goes wrong we blame ourselves. And then when I started talking to other colleagues who were in the same situation, came from an ethnic background or taught something non-traditional, I realized that all of us were having similar kind of experiences. That most of the times, the feeling that we were getting had nothing to do with what we were doing wrong. But that we were up against a system that was built to safeguard the normalized privileged location of certain disciplines and people associated with them. And that's when I realized, oh, okay, I might have made some mistakes, after all, I'm human, but part of what is happening to me is structural, right? And then, as a collective, as a group of colleagues and friends, we started working on changing things. So, you know, not to belabor a point, but, Being a professor, being a teacher and a scholar of humanities is a wonderful thing. It allows you to do the kind of work that can actually impact people's consciousness and mind. But academia itself is a deeply isolating place. It can sometimes be a dividing place. It has its built-in hierarchies, unjust hierarchies, and you will absolutely run into people who would isolate you, if they are insecure, they will try to withhold acknowledgement, right? If they are powerful and insecure, they will try to isolate you, they will try to reduce or cut you down to size. What gets you through that is your students, okay? If you focus on your student, think students, and think of their betterment and offer them your best, I can promise you that they will give you strength and recognition back a thousand times. Then as a professor, you know, if you're teaching kindness, be kind. If you're teaching generosity, be generous. If you're teaching your students to be just and honorable, be just and honorable, become an example. If you are teaching them to be egalitarian, make sure that you yourself are egalitarian. All of the things that you want to teach your students, practice those, and you will see that your experience of being in academia would then transform into an amazing experience. Do not fight to get recognition. Do not even dwell a single moment on the thing that's despite your work, certain people are not acknowledging it. They are not going to do that. And if you dwell too much on it, you know, you'll only hurt yourself. Also, find ways and audience ways of reaching out to audiences outside of academia, right? Help people from wherever the world they reach you out have an internet presence have a blog have a website have a youtube channel and you will see that while you are isolated at your own location or feel isolated at your own location these people whom you don't even know through a comment through a question through a webinar will make you realize that you matter right will give you the gift of self as Bakhtin would say it The gift of recognition and focus on that. I had a wonderful colleague about 10 years ago. He advised me to do that. He said, You know, don't just dwell on where you are, create your own sphere of solidarity, sphere of love outside of academia, so that when the academic life gets to you, when the little petty things start getting to you, you already have this wider audience of people, friends, well-wishers who will reach out to you and help you sustain yourself through hard times. So these are some of the thoughts I have on academia. Now, this is not particular to one department or where I work. My views are generally experiential based in my experience in different departments But by and large, wherever you go, you will meet some good people, you will have some great experiences, and you will run into trouble with the administration, with your departmental administrators, or with senior colleagues, you know, who think about things differently. The idea is to maintain your own integrity, to stay positive, to have a community outside of your department, outside of your university, but most importantly, give your best to your students. Give them whatever you have, and I can promise you, they will give you the gift of recognition back, and that will carry you through, despite the impediments, despite the problems. And at the end of the day, teaching is the best of all vocations. And anyone who does that in this time, right, is a privileged person and should be proud of it and should thrive in it and should, you know, revel in it. That's how I feel every time I walk into a class. So that's all that I wanted to share today. Uh, I hope it is of some use to you. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for your support really makes me strong and I hope you're staying safe. I will see you now next time and until then, as always, my message to you is peace and love.